Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Claiming the Promise, a message from Brother Jerry Burton. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. a little bit today about claiming the promise we've we've talked about it we've had some promises made already had some healing go on but i tell you what we're going to talk just a little bit today try not to hold you too long and we're just going to try to create some faith amen faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of god claiming the promises of god let's pray real quick precious father we come before you one more time giving you thanks for your goodness and your mercy which endureth forever Father, I am grateful and thankful today to have an opportunity just to be in your house, to be in your presence today. God, I love you today. I don't want to let you down today, God. Hallelujah. Give us a word, Lord. Help us to speak what you've given us today. And help us, Lord, to encourage your people. In Jesus' powerful name, why don't you shout it? Amen. You may be seated if you like this morning. Amen. We're going to start out with one of my favorite scriptures this morning, and we're going to start with the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 38. Hopefully, by the time we leave out of this place, we'll all be able to quote this by heart. We should have this deep in our heart already. Amen. This is a lifeline for anybody and everybody. This is something that we must do. Hallelujah. If you want to be born again, you've got to obey the Word of God and be it and walk in His Word and to obtain the promise of God. There's a promise attached to this. Acts 2, starting with verse 38, says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you. There's that promise. The promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off. I got any afar off here today. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you. I was afar off from God. Amen. And as many as the Lord shall call. He's got a call put out there for people today. The call is being sent out. The lifeline has been thrown out today. But it's up to us individually to walk, to act on what we hear. You know what? It doesn't matter who the preacher is, who the teacher is. It matters if the Word of God has been spoken, spoken right, correctly. Amen? It's easy to get out of the Word of God. It really is. It's easy to take a word out. One word changes the whole text. You know what the enemy did? And then what Satan did? He just removed the word and changed this world because we believed, they believed what he said. It's good. It's good to hear preaching. We need preaching. Preaching encourages us and builds our faith. But I'm here to tell you, you need to get it for yourself too. You need to get this manna and you need to read it for yourself. I remember when we first got in, we were just so hungry didn't know nothing about this i didn't grow up in this didn't grow up in pentecost didn't grow up in no kind of church at all didn't know nothing about it and all i heard was what the preacher was saying and i thought man it got to be more i mean i wanted that but i wanted more and then we got our own bibles and we started reading and eating and reading and eating man there's all kind of things in there for you there's all kinds of things that might not ever get preached out to you, amen, that you might discover that God might show you as you're reading and studying the Word of God. He may give you a revelation of something that you'll never, ever hear preached or taught on, amen. So it's very important to get into the Word of God, dig it out. That's God's way of speaking to you, talking to you is through His Word. I 
We need His Word. Amen. But we're going to talk a little bit about claiming the promise. Anybody ever been promised anything? Sure we have. Have you ever promised somebody something? Have you ever failed that promise? We do that every time we sign a banknote, don't we? Every time we take out a loan, we're promising to pay them people back. Every time you swipe that little bit of plastic you got in your, in your book, you're promising, I promise I'm going to pay this back one day before I die. <laughs> and that, but that's a promise. It's a promise we're making. But it's important for us to keep our promises. But God is not like man. We promise the moon to everything and everybody, especially when we're wanting things. God's not like that. God will give you a promise, and he lives up to his word. He is a promise keeper today. Amen? If he tells you something, it is chiseled in stone. You can have it. Amen? Doesn't matter if nobody else gets it. You can have it. Just like the children of Israel were walking around in the wilderness. Two people, they believed the promise. They believed the promise, and they made it into the, hallelujah, the promised land. Just look around today. And there's a promise given us today. There's a promise of heaven. And it's up to you to make it there. Maybe one person out of this lot makes it to heaven. Who knows? Hopefully we all do. But I'll tell you what, it's up to us to make it there. I can't get you there. I'm too busy working on this mess myself. i got to get this guy up here. Amen. Got to work on this mess. But the only way I can get there is obeying the Word of God. His Word is true. Hallelujah. It's unfading. It'll never fail. And it will work for anybody. I'm here to encourage you to let you know that not only pastors have power to lay hands on you and God does something for them. He, he doesn't just work through pastors. He doesn't just work through evangelists. He'll work through praise singers. Oh, I thought I'd get a better reaction than that. He'll work through a praise singer. Better yet, he'll work through a layman or person. He'll work through a believer today. That's all he wants is somebody to believe his word. You've got power today inside of you through prayer. The enemy is trying to get you not to pray. Anybody here pray and your prayer ain't been answered yet? Always like to say yet. And sometimes people don't like to hear us, but sometimes God will tell you no. Sometimes he says, no. Your parents ever tell you no? You tell your children no? We're children of God. Sometimes we, sometimes we want things and it's a, it's a flat out no. I pray for things sometimes and it's, it just doesn't come to pass. And then suddenly he'll start showing me why. And it's a subtle no. <laughs> it takes me a while to hear no. How about you all? I don't have a deer for no. I got an ear for, yeah, come on up, take it. Hey, here, here's some, some, some blessings. But when we ask for something and we don't get it, be patient. Sometimes it's not a no. Sometimes it's a yes. Sometimes it's, wait a minute. Have you ever told your children, hey, wait a minute. We'll get that ice cream. You can't eat your ice cream first. Wait a minute. Got to eat that broccoli first. We'll get, we'll get the ice cream here in a minute. Wait a minute. But God's minute ain't like my minute. His, his minutes are long. So we got to have some patience, and patience comes through tribulations a lot of times. I don't want to pray for patience because tribulations worketh patience. So if you're going through some tribulation today, you're gaining patience. It's not for nothing. Amen. Everybody here I know has went through something. My wife sings a song, and everybody's going through something. Everybody's battling something all the time. Just because people aren't smiling and happy and you think they should be bubbling and jumping up and down, maybe they're in the fight of their life. Maybe they're waiting on you to pray. 
come and lay some hands on them and encourage them. Or maybe they're just waiting on a good smile. Or maybe just a hug and say, hey, you're going to make it. We're going to help you today. We're going to get in the boat. We're going to make it today. You're not going to get stranded. You're not by yourself. See, that's a trick the enemy plays on everybody. He wants you to feel like you're all alone. He wants to separate you from the, from the herd, so to speak, just like the predators do, just like the lion does when he's out hunting. He'll take the weakest one and he'll just separate them from the herd. And there's protection in the herd. That's why it's so important to be here at the church. When the doors are open, come in and be with other people. You might not feel like it, but I'm telling you, it'll, something will rub off on you in here and help you and encourage you. There's been a many a time I haven't felt like it, but I'll tell you what, it's more than a feeling today. Aren't you glad today? It's more than a feeling. It is. You can learn to shout and worship during your worst times. You'll be amazed the chains that you break. Just because you see people jumping and dancing, and it's easy to do when you're happy. Hard to do when you're broken and you're, and you're down. But I'm telling you, if you do it, you discipline yourself and do it all the time. It becomes second nature to you, and you just you can't help to thank God for His goodness. Man, He's good to me even in my bad times. When I struggle and hurt, when I feel alone, He's still good to me. He has not given up on me. He loves this lump of clay. I don't know why, but I'm glad He does. Amen. And He ain't afraid to get His hands dirty today. Amen. Aren't you glad today? He's not afraid to get His hands dirty. He knows we're made of dust. Hallelujah. But he hasn't given up on us, and he never will. He gives us opportunity to serve him. Mark 16, verses 17 and 18. It declares that these signs shall follow them that believe. Do I have any believers in the house today? No, really, do I have any believers in the house today? I'm telling you today, some signs are going to be following you today. We're not, we're not walking and driving down the highway and looking for a sign. I say the signs will be following you wherever you go. You're going to be leaving a trail of signs. Hallelujah. It's just like a child. When you bring a child into your house, you can tell what room and babies have been in because they leave a trail. They leave a sign where they were. Amen. They leave a mess or they leave something. You can tell where they've been. That's the way we should be. When we walk into a place, it might be dark and dimsel. It might be so bad, but once we're there, it should be a whole lot better. Amen? It should be better because we were there. We made it better because the living God is inside us. Amen? He's good. But these signs shall follow them, but believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. People believe in Jesus. They believe there is a devil. I'm here to tell you the devil is alive and well and roaming in our country wide open. He's not hiding it today. He's not being bashful. He is advertising it and promoting it and wanting people just to step in. And people are. They're just falling at hook, line, and sinker. That's how you know we're one of the signs that we're in the last days today. But I'm telling you, you got power to overcome that old booger today. You can cast him out. Amen. But you're going to have to stand up and be bold. Be bold in the Holy Ghost. Amen. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing. There's a lot of deadly doctrines going out there today. It's easy to ingest things that will kill you. You just can't believe this and that just because of... 
a minister or a prophet or somebody gets up and says something, and if it's not according to the Word of God, it can kill you spiritually. I know a lot of people that's ingested a lot of false doctrine that ain't here no more. They're doing their own thing. They're living their own lifestyle. And they're rolling the dice thinking it's right. Well, what if it ain't? If it doesn't matter, if it doesn't measure up to this book, you're going to give an account. And there's a day coming and coming soon where we're all going to stand before God and give an account for what we're done. But if we have this Holy Ghost that we talk about inside of us, He will lead us and guide us and direct us. He'll teach you. Amen. He'll show you. Haven't you ever had times when you, you heard something or something happened or somebody came around you and it's like, that just don't feel right. And we we'll think, what's our intuition? That's my gut. He said he'd give us a belly full of living water, didn't he? Some of us got bigger tanks than others. Amen. I'm glad of that. We could be full today. Amen. And we can have those living waters. That's the Holy Ghost nudging you. That's God showing you and directing you when you just feel something just ain't right. You need to listen to that and walk in that. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This doesn't say preachers. This doesn't say Sunday school teachers. This doesn't say deacons. This doesn't say the praise team. It just says those who believe. If you're a believer today, I'm, I'm encouraging you. To, you got the right to lay hands on people in the name of Jesus. You know people that are sick? Pray. I remember when we were first getting in, and I've, talked, I've told this and told this and told this, but it, it just, and I need to get back to it. I need to be bold like I was, because I was probably bold and stupid probably back then. I don't know about stupid. I just believe, I mean, when I read it, it was just like, well, that's what you do. It's like, it's like reading the instruction book, you know, when you do something. You, this boat goes into that hole. That's what you do. You flip that switch and the lights come on. We'd meet people out at Walmart, now Tipton's, when old Tipton's was here. And, man, they would tell you how bad, man, I'm sick. Been sick all week. That's why I ain't been in church. How you feeling now? Not much better. And we wouldn't even ask if we could pray. We just, me, me and my wife, we just pray for them right there in front of the meat counter, right while they're slicing baloney. We didn't care. Up there cutting a pound of baloney. We had time. It's going to take a while to cut it. We just pray right there and right then. We prayed in Walmart. We didn't care where we were, car washes. Where, if we met you somewhere and you told us you were sick, we were going to pray for you. Just boom. Then we got to where people, and we'd ask you, hey, how you doing? Well, hey, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> they didn't want to get prayed for out in public because we, I'm, they didn't say where you prayed for them. We just prayed. Right. And, buddy, I'm forgetful. If I don't do it right then, somebody asked me to pray. If I don't do it then, I'll forget. Right. And then I'll, I'll tell you I'm going to do something, then I won't, and then I don't want to, I don't want to break my promise. I want to help you while I can. So we need to do good as we can. Matthew 18 and 19. Claiming the promise today. And again I say unto you that if two of you. One, two. One, two. Don't, it don't matter who. Just believers. Two believers. One, two. Me and my wife. We're believers. You and your wife. Believers. You and your brother. Believers. You and your sisters. Believers. Just, it just takes a minimum of two. Just a minimum. Bare minimum of two. Just two. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth. How hard is it to get somebody to agree with you? This dress ugly? Yes. <laughs> I'm in agreement. <laughs> then as I get off the floor, it's not, it's beautiful. <laughs> we got to get in agreement. 
And once we get an agreement of things, then we can touch this thing. And it says, it shall agree on earth as touching anything, anything, hallelujah, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. You need to learn this scripture. Get the, you need to get this in your heart. I need to keep this in my heart and just know if, if things aren't going as fast as I think it should be going, maybe I need some help. Maybe I need to find another believer to help me. And, brother, I'll, I'll do that sometimes. I'll tell, I'll plead my case, and it just doesn't feel like it's coming the way I want it to come or when. And then all of a sudden, I'm finding somebody to come in agreement. And I'll, usually, if I ask somebody to pray with me or for me, I'm asking them to come. Will you agree with me? Don't just, sometimes we just ask people to pray, but if we ask people, will you agree that this will happen? And start praying that same thing. And it's not only in your wording. It's the wording that gets us every time. It's the small print, isn't it, when you're signing that contract. The small print that we never read, it comes, it comes back and gets us a little bit. But it's always in the, in the reading, in the wording. So we've got to word it correctly a lot of times. Stop and think and listen to how you pray. Stop and listen to what you're saying a lot of times. What you're actually claiming. What you're saying, because we'll pray for deliverance and healing one breath. And as soon as we get down, we go sit down. Boy, I don't feel good at all. <laughs> and, and we're speaking the wrong thing. We just got prayed for. We, we need to, uh, even the, and I'm not saying that's not true because you might not feel a difference at all. But I'm saying you need to speak faith. Yeah. I'm thankful that I just got prayed for and I came in agreement with somebody. Yeah. And that God is touching me. And that things are changing. I believe something's changing in me. I've done that before and... And I don't know why, but I think it's, I know, I don't think, I know it's me. Because I'll pray, and for some reason I can pray for you, I have nothing, no big deal. I pray for this lump of clay, and it's, I have a hard time believing it for this thing. And when I pray for this, I give myself some buffer room. I say, well, all right, I believe in the morning I'm going to feel better. Tomorrow I'm going to do better. And when tomorrow comes, I always feel better and do better. Instead of me saying, in the next two minutes, I'm going to do better. <laughs> but I give myself some buffer because I prayed, and sometimes I'm, I'm weary that God's going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, and he could. And sometimes we have afflictions that we just got to carry and go on and just be a blessing in it anyhow. Luke 5, starting with verse 4, claiming the promise today. Now when we had left, when, now when he had left speaking, he had said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. You ever been like that? You ever worked and prayed and toiled? Man, I think of this church every time I read scripture like this. We, I've, we've been here as long as Methuselah, it seems like, me and my wife. And we, I feel like a part of the furniture here. Lord showed me something one day. I, I told him I felt like a doorstop here. My own personal thing. I told God I felt like a doorstop. Y'all know what a doorstop is? A little, little rubber piece of thing here that's underneath the door that nobody sees, but the door's wide open. You don't have to stand there and hold it. I feel sorry for myself, and I was telling him I feel I just feel like a doorstop here. I feel like nobody notices nothing. I'm not important. Got into molly grubs and whining, belly aching. You know how we are, don't you? Get like that. And you know what he showed me? He showed me. He showed me 
If there wasn't a door stopped, the door wouldn't be open. That's why this place is open, to let people come in. That's what keeps the doors open, are people that are door stops, that holds things open, to let others in. He's too good, hallelujah. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that he's odd enough of this piece of wood here, this lump of clay to allow me to help hold a door open so other people can come in to get to know him, to, to find their way to him. He can use anything and everything if we just allow it and correct our thinking today. But he told, Simon told him, but nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Listen, church, we are there now. The word of God has came. Our pastor has a vision for this church. I don't know if any of y'all have heard it yet. I don't know if your ears have been open enough to hear. But he's talking about making this place and a, a place where people can come in. A revival church. A revival church. Stop and think about that. A revival church. We've been here a very, very long time, and I don't know how many missionaries and evangelists have come in here, and they keep talking about the great revival coming to Ironton. This is the first man I've ever seen come into this place. We're going to make this a revival church. We're going to tear Ironton upside down for God. Hallelujah. And I believe him today. I'm going to be in agreement with him. Hallelujah. Because that's what I've been praying for. That's what you've been praying for. We're going to turn it upside down. That's why he's given us new direction on how to give, what to do. Because we're not used to an overflowing crowd here. You better be getting used to being stuffed up and tied in here. You better be getting here early or you're not going to have your seat that you're used to sitting in. You might want to get here a little bit early so you'll, you'll have your favorite parking spot because somebody's going to beat you to it. Amen. Because we're going to be a revival church. Things are going to change. Hallelujah. They're changing now. I can feel it. Amen. Great things are about to happen. But nevertheless, at thy word, God. Sometimes you just got to trust him. Take him at his word and start walking in it anyhow. Hallelujah. And these men did that. And when they had this, when, when, and when they had this done, boy, that's tongue tired. They enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners. Our church is going to get so big, I really believe that. We're going to have to have some help. We're going to have to have some partners helping us. Amen. 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 They, they asked their partners, which were in other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. These people worked all night long and didn't do nothing. These were professional fishermen. We've been here for a long time. Been promised a good, big turnout. We've been promised a great revival. I believe we're at, we're at that state right now, right now. Sometimes we go through transitions and they're a little bit hard. We want it now. I don't know about you, but I want it right now. I've waited long enough. I want it now. But we got to follow the lead. Follow your pastor. Let him lead us and guide us. Be patient. Follow the transition. Let the transition portion get done. God's got great things for us if we just hold on and stay in the boat. Amen.
Amen. Claim the promise. Amen. We're promised a lot of things in the Bible. We're promised healing. My brother called people up to be prayed for. We're promised healing. Some people get sick and they stay sick for a while. Some people, they have sickness. My wife has a liver issue and a lung issue. And God dropped in my spirit a long time ago when they first diagnosed her that this is not a sickness unto death. And I am thankful for that. That encouraged me. And I got to keep reminding her and I got to keep reminding myself this is not a sickness unto death. And I'm hoping this is going to be like a miraculous thing that we can go and tell people to show the mighty hand of God. Amen. Some, sometimes you got to be sick or have, go through horrible things to have a great testimony. You do. Without a test, there's no testimony. Amen. Amen. So we got to have things. Amen. Sorry about that. Amen. James 5, starting with verse 14. Is any sick among you? Any sick among you? He's asking a question. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. That's why we break out this, this oil, this virgin oil. I guess that's what that is. I'm not quite sure. I didn't put it in there. But we're putting some oil on you. We're doing this according to the word of God. You're following the steps that God has laid out for us. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, nothing in this hand, it's a prayer of faith. Your prayer of faith, where one or two are gathered in his name, two people, it's all it takes a minimum, two coming in agreement. Person coming up here six already in agreement. I want to, I want to get, nobody wants to be sick. Nobody. They want to get better. They want us to help them to get better. So when we lay our hands on them, we're praying that God's going to touch them and, and honor his word. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, this is like an extra bonus. If he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. He tells us to confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. Sometimes, sometimes it's just simple as praying for one another. You might be sick, and maybe you need to pray for somebody else for your healing, for that to come on. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Man, if you're not hot, you've got to pray like you mean it. You've got to pray like he, he's going to do it right now. If I'd stand up here and tell people I'm going to give you $100, and I'm shoving it right here and say, first one up here gets it, and nobody comes and gets it, goes right back in the old bank. Back in the old vault. So you've got to act on it. He's already given us a promise. But we need to step out into that promise. Maybe, maybe, maybe you just need a little encouragement today to get out and take that step. We are promised deliverance from temptation. Anybody here ever been tempted? Oh, look at this. No hand. Oh, I wish the cameras were over here seeing what I see. Not a hand went up. Mine's the only hand. Boy, you made me feel good, I'm telling you. Everybody gets tempted, I'm telling you. You walk out in this world very long, you're going to be tempted from the, from the adversary. He's going to tempt you. James 4, verse 7 and 8 says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You've got to build resistance up. You've got to just, just resist. Stop doing it. Fight it off. Man, there was a, I tell this all the time, too. We had this little bird. It was a cockatiel. And that thing was a male. We didn't know when we got it. It didn't have no colors on it. It was a baby. They told us it was a female. 
Well, it wasn't. It was a male. So we named it Abigail. Well, my wife named it Abigail. That thing hated me. That bird did. It It loved her, but it couldn't stand me. thing would bite me and everything else. Now, I think it's because I, you know, I gave it a, a girl's name, a boy named Sue. You know, it just didn't like it. Thought I did it, I guess. I don't know, a little bird brain. But when it was, it would get around. But we had this commercial would come on about a Nordic track. And it would talk about building resistance. And every time that, that commercial would come on, it would go, dun 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 And that bird would pop up and it just, it started bouncing, buddy. It loved that music. And it would start building resistance on that bird perch, buddy. He was comical. I thought, I need to record that and watch that thing. But he, he was like it. But that's what we do. We got to build resistance. Every time you push a weight, maybe Brother David could tell more about this, building up them, them guns that he's got there. But every time you exercise, you get a little bit stronger, build resistance. You push back. You push things that are against you. Amen. But he tells us to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh. It's your place. He tells you to draw nigh to God. And he will draw an eye to you. Some of us may feel like we're miles and miles away from God, that God don't know where we're at. Draw an eye. You need to draw an eye. How do I do that, brother? I don't know. Find you an altar. Go to an altar. Humble yourself. Get on your hands and knees. Lay down. I've seen people lay themselves out, just stretched out praying. And pray. I mean, I'm talking about pray like you really want it and like you really need it. Pray like these children do when they come to you wanting something. Amen. And God, we can draw nigh to him. Cleanse your hands, ye sinner, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. There's other things we've got to do. We've got to work on this thing. We've got to fix ourselves. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm glad I ain't the only one. He offers this perfect peace in Isaiah 26 and 3. This is a promise you can have. If you're going through troubles and tribulation and your mind just feels like you're going through a storm you can have peace today it's promised to you thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee trust in god i'm not your answer your husband's not your answer your wife's not your answer your mom and dad's not your answer trust in god hallelujah He's our deliverer. He's our way maker. He's the only one that can really, really change you and help you. Abundant life, we're promised. A lot of people think that they're not going to make it through their 40s. and think they're going to die. Everybody talks more about death than they do living. Amen. We need to talk about, we talk more about the undertaker than we do the upper taker. We're looking, we're looking for the undertaker, aren't we? And we need to be looking for the upper taker today. Start talking some, start talking what the Bible says you are. Amen. John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's what your enemy will do for you. That's what, your, that's what the old red guy will do for you. That's the one will drag you down. He's out to kill you. He's out to steal from you. He's out to destroy everything that you're working on. That's why he comes to tempt you and drag you down. But listen to what the word says. He says, I am come that they may have life and that not only life, and that they may, might have it more abundantly. You can live the good life. People put tags on things, what they consider the good life. Rolls Royce, $1,000 clothes, nice shoes, whatever. That doesn't really mean that's the good life. The good life, if you can go to bed and sleep at night, if you've got health and you're able to walk around on your own accord, 
I'm telling you, if you're, well, you're sitting here right now in your right mind, you're living the good life. I'm telling you right now, you're taking it for granted if you don't realize that today. God's good to you. He's good to you. And he's allowing you to be in here. Amen. Give you abundant life. You can take, when, when we were at home, we grew up poor, didn't have nothing. My dad had a great job, but there was just so many of us. There's 10 of us that came up in the house. And we'd have beans and taters one day and taters and beans the next to mix it up. But, man, we didn't have no grass in our yard. There were so many kids there. We just he kept the grass beat down. I go over there now, and there's grass in the yard, and it's just, it just unbelievable, all the seed that was sown. And that's another message right there, brother. God has, there's a lot of seed being sown into this place that's dormant. It ain't come up yet, that it, but it's going to. It's about to. It's about to start sprouting and growing and bearing some precious fruit. Amen? Some things are about to change. Amen? He's promised this joy unspeakable today. Anybody here want some joy? You can have joy unspeakable today. Amen. First Peter 1 and 8 says, Whom having not seen, I haven't seen him, I haven't laid my eyes on him yet, ye love in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's why we sing. That's why we shout. That's why we, that's why we dance. That's why we raise our hands and clap. We're doing all that because we love Jesus and we haven't even seen him yet. We're just taking him at his word. But the more words you get into him and start working, I'll tell you, it changes things. It'll make things different. We're almost there. We're almost at the end. He's promised that we're going to get caught up. You ever get caught up? You ever get caught up in things? Woo. Sound like the pastor a little bit now. You can get caught up. You can get caught up in messes that don't belong, that you shouldn't be caught up in. But I'm telling you, God's got a, a way for us to get caught up in things that, that's, that's what we're striving for today. Amen. Amen. What did I do with that scripture? It is, I think it is Ephesians. No, not Ephesians. That's my last one. I'm going to just read this to you. I think it's in the Thessalonians. Thank you, my best help. Book of Thessalonians. This is going to be a verse starting with verse 16. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an arch, archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. I know a lot of people that's passed on. Just speaking of a lady, a true saint of God that, that me and my wife used to bring here years and years, Sister Ham. She made a, she left a mark on us, and some things rubbed off on us from her. I can tell you that. She was a faithful saint of God. But when the trump of God sounds and I happen to be on the top of the grass, that place where they planted her is going to bust wide open and she's going to go first. She's, her and whoever else was dead in Christ first is going to leave here before I do. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. What a promise you have. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Listen, this is not for vain. This is not for naught. You've got a promise connected to this. All this striving and struggling, all these things that, you, that people outside think this is a waste of time. I'm here to tell you today, there's a promise waiting on you on the other side. God has prepared a place for us. I tell you, every time it thunders, that's what I think He's doing up there, slinging the hammers on a new mansion that He's working on. Amen. But there's a place being built, a place for you and a place for me. 
Don't be weary in well-doing. Don't give up. Don't jump the boat. Stay on. Ride it out when the storms of life come. Don't let go. Stay with it anyhow. When things don't work out the way you think it should, quit thinking about it. Amen. Start getting in the Word of God and start believing His Word. He's got a plan for you. Don't let the devil steal and kill and destroy your dream today. Great things are about to happen here. Get on board. Get in agreement. Amen with your pastor. Amen. I want to end with this last scripture. Book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. If you got power today working in you, is there something in that in that well today that's that's bubbling up? Is there something? Do you get any glory bumps sometimes when you walk into here? You feel something. You feel a charge. You feel a draw. Amen. I'm telling you, God has endued us with power from on high. And we walk around like we've got no control over nothing. Like everything is, if it just happens, it happens. And it's not like that. He's given you power. What are you doing about it today? You need to pray. I need to pray. We need to come against it in the name of Jesus. And if I can't do it by myself, find somebody to link up with. Get that, get another person at a minimum. Get three, four. Pray. Agree and see what happens. We've heard some praise reports this morning. A pastor last week sent a praise report about a man that was blinded, I think it was, from sugar. And miraculously, he saved. God's not done here yet. He's not done with you yet. Maybe you're the next miracle sitting here. Think about that. Maybe you're the next miracle sitting here today. Amen. Give you something to shout about, something to dwell on later when you're sitting at home. Why don't you stand if you're able to this morning? We're going to open the altars today. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others, as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.